It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I get to it, yes. So, on there were three running backs that were franchise tagged. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, and Saquon Barkley of the Raiders, Cowboys, and Giants, respectively. None of the three reached an agreement with their teams on a long-term extension, so they will play on a franchise. Now, what is the franchise tag for running backs? It's like $8 million something? It is $10 million, oh, 10. 10. $10.1 million. It's the only position in the NFL that saw the franchise tag go down in value over the last eight years. Everything right. else has skyrocketed. That's running backs terrible. actually have gone down. So – it was an interesting tweet. I think was it by Schefter that had the tweet on Nick Chubb. That Nick Chubb's the last running back to sign a multi-year, ten million dollar contract. Correct. Multi-year contract of ten million or more. Nick Chubb uh, two years ago, and I don't know if we're going to see many anytime soon. Maybe, maybe Jonathan Taylor. He's pretty young. Um, and obviously a lot of the other running backs are speaking up in support. On the other hand, we've seen Ezekiel Elliott cut. We haven't heard of any legit interest. Kareem Hunt's out there. I haven't heard a single rumor about him on with another team. Um, there's some uh, letters. Dalvin, for, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook got cut. There's in, interest there, it seems like. He'll get signed. He's still really good. Uh, Leonard Fournette's out there. Joe Mixon took a significant pay cut to stay in Cincinnati. Uh, what he, was the numbers on that? I don't So he was, I think, supposed to make, I want to say, 11 and change this year. Okay. And now he's making six and wow. change. Wow. And he did the same thing for next year. But the reality is it was a smart move by both Mixon and the Bengals because if he didn't take a cut, the Bengals were going to cut him. Yep. And what was he going to get? Right. You've already got, you know, Cooks ahead of him. Now, is he ahead of Zeke and, and, and Hunt? Yeah, for I sure. guess. Yes. But – how much money is there to pay a running back? Who needs running backs at this point? Not a lot of teams. So I think it was a wise move by him, and it was smart by the Bengals. I look at the Browns next year. I think they're going to have to do the same thing with Nick Chubb. Nick's, Nick Chubb's cap hit next year is $16 million. If they cut him, they would save 12 of that $16 million. Yeah. They can't take, they're not going to take a $16 million cap hit on a running back. It's just Nobody's doing that anymore. Uh, this year, it's almost 15 million and, and next year obviously it's 16. Um, I, I think they may look to renegotiate. Now there's a couple different angles on this. Um, obviously the running backs are pissed. I get it. What? None <coughs> of these guys are gonna <coughs> Pollard, Barkley and uh, Jacobs, they're all gonna talk about holding out. There's no chance any of them are holding out into the season, I think. because what is, what are they going to accomplish by holding out? They're not all ultimately going to get the contract no, that they're looking for. They're not. Um, none of them. And you know, Barkley's. I, pro- I think the youngest of the three is he. I don't know. I'm not sure. But Barkley was drafted. Yeah, Barkley's the youngest of the three. Yeah, I, I just think we're at a place where teams are not going to commit to running backs long term. I don't know that we're going to see many of these. And you, the players can be as mad as they want. I mean. Okay, this might be something they have to deal with the next collective bargaining agreement to find a way. I don't know what they would do. 
Maybe take running backs out of the salary cap. I don't think the owners would agree to that. No. But I don't know what the solution is. I don't know is. what their recourse is. They've almost become middle relievers in baseball. Like, just sort of cycle through. You get what you get contract-wise. Right. And, right. and if you don't like it, we're going to replace you. Yeah. It's, it's really unfortunate because of the physical pounding that the position takes. Yeah, it sucks for those guys. But I don't blame teams for doing this. No. Because we've seen that you don't need a great back to win a Super Bowl these days. And I don't know that it's – I mean, think about where the NFL was 30, 40 years ago. It was yeah. all built around the running back. That's right. And it has swung so wildly. I don't know – a lot of times these things are cyclical and they come back around. I don't yeah. know if this is going to come back. Look at this. The last five Super Bowl winners, leading rushers. They're that's all just guys. That's a who's who of who. Yeah, yeah. And here – I mean, look at that. Yeah. Percy Harvin was their lead – well, who was their leading rusher during the season? Marshawn Lynch, but in the Super Bowl, it was Percy Harvin with okay, 42 but, yards. Well, that's not a great, but, but I mean, there's a there's a lot. That of was the last halfway <clears throat> decent year of Lynch's career. I mean, it wasn't peak Lynch. Either. There's a there's a lot of first round picks in this list, though. A lot of like, like who? Uh, Leonard Fournette, Percy Harvin was a first round pick. Yeah, but Percy Harvin's not a running back. Le- Leonard was... Fournette was the only first round pick in the last ten. And he's not that good. He's been. You know he's an he hasn't been a great back. As as this pertains to Nick Chubb, yeah, I I think that um, there's always anomalies in the market. There's always anomalies. There's always outliers, and other teams have had outliers before. Like you know, some people say you don't pay quarterbacks. You don't have three quarter two quarterbacks on the roster making a bunch of money. Well, we've seen the San Francisco 49ers. They just can't find one, so they just keep one. They bring one back at a decent price and keep rolling with it. If I'm the Browns, and I'll be anxious to see what he does this year, and I'll preface this on on what he's going to do to do this year. If Nick Chubb comes back and say he leads the league in rushing at 1,600 yards, right, and 16 somewhere around that, and he has a dynamic year, catches the ball out of the backfield, um, they're going to be a hard press to, to cut him. How old is Nick Chubb? I believe 27, but I'll double check. Because the Browns are in a tricky spot because Very. Chubb he's, tw- is, he's 27. He turns 28 in December. Okay. So Chubb is they're in a tricky spot next year because there's no way you want to pay a running back 16 million. Right. And in this climate of running back, Nick Chubb's one of the best backs in the league. As you say, if he has another great year, he's not had a bad year in his career. Mm-hmm. He's been all pro caliber every year of his career, but we all know where the cliff is. But the cliff usually for a lot of guys comes around comes quickly and does around 28. So now, could they pay him a lot of money for one year? They might. If he has another great season, they might. But unlike Mixon, who at this point, like any team that wants to renegotiate with a running back is smart to do it now because the running back market is completely oversaturated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Mixon knew, hey, I'd rather get six million and be one of the best teams in football than be on the free agent market, sign for three million with some sh- shitty right, team. Right, right. So, I don't know what the situation is going to be like next year. Will it be as oversaturated? Will there be a team out there that's willing to pay Nick Chubb more money? I, I, I don't know. I can't imagine at twenty-eight another team is going to give him a long-term deal. The so, issue, real quick, G. The issue with running backs, and I feel bad for running backs. Like, yeah, it I, sucks. For I them. genuinely feel bad, and I don't get the victory lap some people are taking on online about running backs not getting paid. The issue with the running back position is you get paid for what you will produce, not what you have produced. And as soon as a running back in their NFL timeline is up for renegotiation, they're right near that cliff. 
and it's hard to negotiate and pay a guy and project he'll still be the same player he was the first couple of years of his right. career down the line. Derrick Henry's the exception. Like, Derrick Henry's don't come around very often. We don't see guys. Right. Derrick Henry's going to turn 30 this year. Yeah. Don't have seasons like he had at 28, 29. Historically speaking, it doesn't mean it's impossible. It's just unlikely. So I'm not sure what the fix is. Not adding them in the salary cap, I'm not sure if that's the only way. I think trying to figure to out like, a fix at this point doesn't make any sense. The, 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 I mean, the CBA's not up for a while. Nothing's going to change. No, no, I just, yeah, yeah. I, get, I get that. I'm just saying, like, it sucks for running backs right, because but, I don't think it's going to change. No, it's but not. But to, to Mike's point, you remember when Ezekiel Elliott, the talk was like, they have to re-sign Elliott. They, ha- they can't let him. They have yeah, to re-sign right, right. Did he live up to that contract no, at all? No, it was a disaster. No. See, what I would do. And he was at the top of the game. He was. I, when he signed that. See, and I believe he was younger than Nick Chubb will be next I year. I think that's probably accurate. It, it all goes to the fact that they make you waste your best years. In college. In right. college. Yes. I'd eliminate, the, I'd, I'd eliminate the age limit. Again, these are all good ideas, but nothing in this way is going to ch- – like running – a running back – a lot of running backs could be in the NFL – after, after high school. one year in college like, or yeah, high school. Yeah. Like, be, you're, you're using three of your – Zeke Elliott was rushing the ball three, four, four hundred. Leonard Fournette rushed the ball crazy for LSU. I remember when Maurice Claret was challenging this rule, and I think it was Brian Billick said, this can't happen. 19-year-olds are going to get destroyed by Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis will – I was going to say kill a man, but yeah, it's probably yeah, a bad, bad choice of words. But, you know, but, but I think the game has changed Where, since yeah. 2002. These kids yeah. are coming out bigger, stronger, faster than ever before. And we've had Maurice on, and I've, I've, I think we've had this conversation with him. Who's the next guy that's going to challenge this? Because it's a, it's a labor issue, and I don't know how the NFL has gotten away with it for this long. It's crazy. Because it doesn't happen in baseball. It doesn't happen in the NBA. Like, at 19, you can go right. be a professional, but except in the NFL. It's, and I can't believe that the attorneys have kept this to this point. I mean, they, I mean, it is the epitome of artificially capping a position. Yeah. Like, they're, they're putting a floor on your wages, right? Right. Or a ceiling on your wages. Because then they're going to say, well, you're 28. Well, listen, the rookie deal is five years. Now, I don't think... Well, it, if you're a first-round pick. If you're a first-round pick, that's but five years. But even if years. you're a second-round pick and you're good, they're going to franchise you for one right. year. And then you're still done. Yeah, right. I, I don't think an 18-year-old can go to the NFL. I think that would be terrible. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But in it, most cases, there probably are few. But even still, you got to give that kid a ch- the choice. Like, right. why are you not right. giving him the choice? Tennis and golf players, right? They can go. Whatever. Well, they're not getting hit by uh, 270 fair. pound uh, guys. Hockey, you can go. But hockey, you can go. But I, I just think if the NFL adopted the NBA policy of one year in college, it would totally destroy college football, which is probably why it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Yeah, there because it is. this destroyed college basketball. It would at football would be the same way. Although with what we're seeing with transfer portals and NIL and everything else. It's changing so drastically anyway. But imagine if you're 19 and you go in the NFL as a running back and other positions, 
But if you're 19 and you go in and you, you get that three, four year deal, now you're going back into free agency at 23, 24 years old. Huge difference. Huge, Huge difference. difference. But the flip side of that, how are you evaluating quarterbacks at 19 years old? It would be so much harder to try and evaluate a franchise quarterback. Oh, God. Which yeah. is probably another reason why it hasn't and, happened. And there's a lot of people that would, you would you'd be forced to have to look at him because you would say, like, he's 19. We, we, we can't find a guy like this anywhere else. We, it, we need to get a, a quarterback. It, it, I, I wonder if we'll start seeing, especially with guys able to make money through NIL. Yeah. If somebody's like great, uh, a f- great freshman running back, he says, I'm going to sit two years. So, Bull, yeah. it's interesting. There was a kid, his name's Caden Blue. He was the number one high school recruit at the running back position in Texas when yeah. I was there. He sat out his senior season. He had already committed to Texas, just sat out his senior season. Oh, in high school? High school, his senior season of high school. Yeah. He committed to Texas. I want to double check. I think he's transferred twice already. Okay. But he sat out his senior season of high school to save some wear and tear on his legs. Right. He had already committed. Right. You could sit out there's, there's high school. No you point. could yeah. sit out two years of college. If you're that good, I mean, you'd have to be really special. It, I'm not saying a lot of guys could do that. but I, When you kind of spin it back and you go to, to the Browns, I, I think if you look at the – I don't know you guys agree with me, but yeah. over the last – since 99 – there's two players that are head and shoulders beloved. One of them is getting a gold jacket in a couple weeks, right? You can't say nothing. Listen, he's a stand-up dude. You can't say nothing about him. Joe Thomas is good forever. The second guy has to be Nick Chubb. I hear you, but we've seen iconic play- Tom Brady left the Patriots. Joe Montana left the 49ers. But they, but they Adrian Peterson. Did he leave the Vikings? Why do I feel like but, he somebody else? But that, but that's Didn't Adrian yeah, Peterson yeah. played somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. He played for yeah, a thousand. For like ten teams. Ten teams. Yeah, ten teams. But the, but but sometimes people are special. Yeah. No disrespect to Adrian Peterson, but he's not Nick Chubb. If you talk about what you mean he's not Nick Chubb, he's an all-time back. He's no? character-wise, he's not Nick Chubb. Oh, character-wise, yes. When, when you when, when you're talking about Nick Chubb. Yeah. If you we preach a bunch of stuff about sports, we want guys to hand the ball back to the ref. We don't want them. We don't want them being in the street in the club. We don't want them having a bunch of kids. We don't want them having tattoos and all kind of crazy stuff. Nick Chubb is the epitome of everything that you tell people yes. you want football players That's to true. be. Yes. And to a certain extent, that should be worth something. And if I'm the I, Cleveland Browns, yeah. I, I find a way between me and Nick Chubb. We gonna say, listen. There's certain people that I, we're not going to put in another uniform. I just believe Nick Chubb should be one of those guys. I hope that's the case. I wonder by next year if they could find a way to knock down the guaranteed money next year and spread it out. That's the only way he stays. Right. Is if think, he restructures the deal. They're not paying him $16 million And I next think year. he might, you know, I mean, I don't know. I say I think he might be open to that. What the hell do I know? I don't know the man personally. But if he wants to stay here. And he doesn't think he can get a long-term deal of significantly more money. I it would be a shame to see Nick Chubb I, it, in another uniform. That your, would be a shame. Fans don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. The GMs say it all the time in terms of the fan and what he means to the yeah. fans. If you think like a fan, you're going to be sitting with them. And the GMs just don't That's care. True. GMs don't care. That's true. Front I, offices don't care what the fans. They don't. I, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I look at it like this, and, and I, I give you this: if it's between um, Jedrick Wills fourteen million dollars and Nick Chubb sixteen, sorry, Jedrick. No, I totally disagree. Where are you well, gonna find another left tackle? Jedrick Wills is. Where a, are you gonna find another left tackle? Y'all put DeJuan Jones at left tackle. 
Dedrick Wills is 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 a, a you look at his grades. He I, is below his I, market I, value. It's supply and more demand. Valuable. It's supply and demand. He, I mean, he's not. You just drafted another tackle, I, right? I, I, G, I, wait, 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 G. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. I asked yeah. Earl this before the show today. In a world where Nick Chubb doesn't exist, how many yards does Jerome, Jerome Ford rush for this year? Um, given the fact that I like the offensive line, probably You're walking in the trap. Probably he set the trap. No, I'm, listen, I'll give him probably eleven hundred. I don't know. I, I haven't seen enough of Jerome Ford. I'll give him eleven hundred. I think so. The fact, big... real quick, so the fact, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. Nick Chubb last year with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback for eleven games rushed for fifteen hundred yards. Yep. If you think Jerome Ford's going to rush for eleven hundred in a world where Nick Chubb doesn't exist, that means essentially you're paying sixteen million dollars. Or fifteen million dollars, which is the difference between Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford for four hundred. For yards. But, but what? But no, no, no. But, well, see, that, but and that's what Minnesota did, but, right? Dalvin Cook's better than Alexander that's the Madison. Exact, but, but, but and Alexander Madison's way more proven though than but Jerome what I'm Ford. Saying, and who's Minnesota's GM? Where did he come from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Go ahead, GM. But I will yeah. give you this though. Like I'm saying, there's other things that count. That's true. It's that other is very things, true. Like you, like Jerome Ford. That's cool. It's, this is Nick Chubb I, we're talking about. I do think Nick Chubb in the locker room accounts for something. That that makes a little difference. In the end, you can't. The bottom line is they he is not going to get paid sixteen million dollars. We can say whatever we want. We all want him here. Nobody wants Nick Chubb gone. There's no way they're going to pay him sixteen million dollars. I'll be stunned if they do it. But I think they will try to keep him right. and maybe even pay him a little more than they would another running yeah. back because of how special he is. But in the end, and and, and I got and by the Andrew way, Barry's a, an analytics nerd. He's and, gonna he's gonna let him go if and, he has to. It, well, you know, I, by the way, I, I just look at it in in this in this value of, of this sense. If you can get him to come back at a lower cost or whatever the cost may be, you yeah. restructure. Hell, they had to restructure Amari Cooper's deal. Hell, they're gonna have to restructure Deshaun Watson deal again. Well, but those are not times. pay cuts. This would be taking a pay cut. Now, here's the yeah. thing. I don't know what Nick Chubb is gonna say. I don't know because who said? Who knows? He might yeah. feel disrespected, say he got to roll out. Right. But but the Browns would be foolhardy in my in my estimation to say we're gonna already go into next year thinking we're gonna get rid of him without knowing what he does on the field. I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they're going to just say he's definitely gone next year, no matter what. That doesn't make any sense. Some analytics people be like that. Well, it's, the, but, it's the number. Yeah, I, I, I mean, at that number, I just don't think there's any way he plays at that number. But I, I, they'd be silly not to want him back at a lower number. That that would would make a lot of sense. As for the current running backs, I, you know, they're they're just going to be out of luck. I, I I don't know. You think Jonathan Taylor is going to get a long term extension? Was it next no. year? No, I don't think any until. There's an amendment to the CBA or what to do. I don't think there's we're, not going to be gonna see no another running for back. the owners to change anything. No, so. I know that's what I'm saying. So I don't think until there is some widespread <laughs> league wide change, yeah. what, any what, running back. What if paid. what if every running back said we're collectively holding out all of them? They'd go to the XFL and find the best five from the XFL and the best 10 from the bo- boogie would be taking carries. It, yeah. And it would never it would never happen. The NFL, the, the second string guys would break the would yeah. break the players break. union in the NFL has always been by far the weakest, the weakest. union. Yeah. And that's why they've been so dominated by the owners in negotiations. And that's why basketball players and baseball players have more power because they haven't caved as much. It, as the as the football players have, and the, the crazy part about this is, it's so crazy. We'll have people 
that, that are fans that will argue against guaranteed contracts will argue against it. Even though you know it's the most brutal sport, they use you up and then tell you to take a pay cut. But they, when it comes to players holding out, they don't like it. When it comes to players saying, listen, we need to be at least guaranteed what we get, right? No, nah, no. Nah, it's fans only care about their team winning. That's it. That's the reality. I think, I think, I think if you meet guys on a one-on-one -on -one basis, then you feel differently. But if you guarantee, there's no, there is no reason. There's no, there's no unheavenly reason why football contracts are not guaranteed. And if they were guaranteed, right. We wouldn't have no problem with this because Nick Chubb would get his money. Y'all yeah. gonna get your money regardless. At the end of the day, you're done. Yes. Uh, hey, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Do you know how many carries Nick Chubb had in college? He split a lot of carries. Not a ton. He was hurt. Go ahead. Well, just give me a guess. He played four years. Uh, I'm shocked. I did not know this. Eight ninety six. Um, I'll say four thirteen. Jason? 350. He had 758 carries in college. Off. I was way And the, re off. the reason I looked that up was, gee, you said earlier that these guys, these running backs are wasting the prime of their physical abilities in college. And I was like, well, I thought of Blake Corum, the guy from Michigan. He ran the ball a ton last year, and he has, entering this season, he has 416 career carries entering his senior season. He's going to get 250 again just like last year, assuming their season goes. That'll be, you know, s close to 700 carries before he gets to the NFL. And I was like, well, I think Chubb was hurt a little bit in college. Maybe that's why yeah. he's so fresh. Well, it turns out he ran the ball 219 times as a freshman. Then he got hurt as a sophomore, only 92 attempts. 224 carries in each his junior and senior season for a grand total of 758 carries yeah. in college. Using, using your best reps. Not to mention all the practice that you went to spring ball, all kind of just yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we're not going to solve this running back issue today, and the running backs. Are, the, it's interesting because the it's almost like the running backs need to have their own separate negotiation in the next CBA, which we know won't happen. That's not but happen. It is what it is. All right, Mikey. Let's switch gears. Talk some baseball here. Let's talk Guardians. Let's get the. Elephant out the room first. The Guardians' bats woke up, and Bull, Miles Straw yeah. is not in the lineup, and I, I know you want to take a victory lap for bullying I think there's a direct correlation, Miles Straw being out of the lineup, and the Guardians having a great day. By the way, and, and by the way, Straw pinch, uh, I don't know, I can't remember if he pinched it because I wasn't watching the game by that point because the game was over, and I was in a bar watching it, so I wasn't completely locked in. But uh, I don't know why he brought Straw in in the seventh inning when the game was a blowout. By the way, that was the first game in – the Pirates set some sort of record because both their pitcher and catcher were making their major league debuts in that game. That's I feel crazy. like that hasn't happened in forever. They were like the toast of the league at one point early in April. Oh, they, yeah. oh yeah. They've oh, yeah. hit the shitter yeah, in the last month. Just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know why they brought Miles Straw in? You, you ever break up with somebody, but you don't really break. You still call him for like a couple weeks sure. afterwards. So that's what he's doing. We broke up with you at center field. Yeah. But. We're going to put you in the pitch. Nah, see, see, we, I wish they broke up with him, but I bet you he's back in the starting lineup tonight. He will be. Because uh, oh, he plays him every, pretty much every day. For, I have no idea why. Um, it's, but anyway, but uh, whatever. Hey, yesterday was a good offensive day. Stephen Kwan's gotten hot here. Uh, Naylor had a big day. They had what, like six, seven extra base hits in this game? Three homers. I think they had four five doubles. They needed that. And, you know, they've done this. They've played well against the bad teams. Again, the Pirates got off to a good start. But they're they're they gotta have the worst record in baseball since the start of June or one Probably. of the worst. Yeah. 
Um, so even though they have some nice young players on that team, but uh, yeah, I mean, not much you can say about it. It was a good team win. Uh, yeah, so that's it. So let's start with the yeah. real Guardians topic today. Yeah. The trade deadline is approaching. Yeah. Shane Bieber's hurt. Two topics I want to get to. One, is Aaron Savali now the Guardians' most valuable trade asset? And two, do you think they'll end up being buyers or sellers when it's all said and done? Baseball's gotten to the point where you're not really one or the other. Like, you can be both. Well, you can, you can be. Some you, people aren't. You can buy and sell. And, yeah. and that seems to be how they usually try and operate this. Savali seems like it would be a total sell move just because he doesn't he can't bring back the 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 demand that you would think Bieber would even though Bieber struggled right uh, but Bieber seems to be off the table at this point so Savali feels like a total sell move and yet I guess I wouldn't be terribly surprised if they went ahead and moved on from him I don't know I I, I think it just depends on the return really it comes down to I, I've said it a hundred times on here it's maximizing the value yeah this organization does its best to try and maximize value Here's the thing when it comes to the Guardians selling. Outside of Savali, what do they have to sell? Like, they're, Nothing. You're not trading Ramirez. You're not trading Classe. You're not trading the really young pitchers. You're not going to trade. I guess you could trade Naylor, but why would you? That doesn't make any sense. You trade Savali to attach Josh Bell's contract to right. and send him to the Dodgers. Like, that's why you trade Savali. Honestly, or Miles Straw's contract. Or Miles Straw. Yeah. Or both. Or both. <laughs> I don't know if Savali's worth both. That's the best trade I heard all I year. Mean, I don't know if Savali's worth both. Honestly, if I could get rid of both of those contracts, I'd trade Savali for almost nothing, even though he's, even though he's a pretty good pitch, pitcher. He's replaceable. He's completely replaceable. I yeah. know he's pitching well. The guy's been up and down in his career. Yeah. He's a back-end starter. He's he's a nice player, but... Yeah. He's a, he's a great fourth starter. I would say the Guardians should just do a full sell, because I don't think they're very good. But they just don't have anything else to sell. What else can they sell? I just don't think they're very talented. I don't. I don't. You know? I don't see. I don't think, see any pieces where people are like. The, oh, well, we need the that pieces guy. that people would want are pieces oh, that, that they're not willing to trade. They, no. So right. So you have Bieber's untradeable right now. Savali's okay. The other pitchers you're not going to trade. You're not going to trade Classe. The rest of the bullpen's not worth much. Right. In the lineup, you're not. You can't trade Bell and Straw unless. Unless they're added to somebody else because they have untradeable contracts. Rosario has no. You're not trading value. Jimenez. You're not trading Ramirez. You know what? Maybe you could trade Naylor, but I don't know what his value would be. Why would you get rid of him? And he's he's your if only they were doing short. a full sell. Yeah, full but here's life. the problem: even if they wanted to do a full sell mode, which they're not going to do, they're loaded with 40 man roster spots already. And it's like, not like Naylor is blocking somebody from coming up. You know what I mean? No, they don't have a great bat no. that they're trying to get in the lineup. I don't think I don't think Naylor makes any sense as, no. as a sell. You got to trade. They got to trade. They really need to buy and sell. They need to trade for major league players. I've been saying Tyler O'Neill. You know, now the Cardinals are not going to want Aaron Savali. Right. So if you're going to trade with the Cardinals for a Tyler O'Neill, you have to trade young players. Not that Savali's old, but they don't want Savali. Right. They're out of it. They're yeah. selling. I don't even know. I meant to look before the show. What yeah. Savali have left of control? Does I he have one three year? years, including this year. Three years left, including this year. Yeah. Okay. So you get him. Is yeah. that right? That seems like a lot. Is I'm it really pretty sure. Let me, Double let, me, check. let me confirm. I think he's a free agent in, in 25, you know, after the 25 season, I believe. Okay. According to Spotrack, yeah. he's a free agent in 2026. So they have this year, then two more years, then yeah. Right. So yeah. under so contract through 25. Yeah. Okay. So, so he just became arbitration. Yeah. He just became arbitration. Right. Eligible. So there's some value. I mean, he's a, he's a solid starter. Yeah. But he's not, you're not getting a big return for him. No. 
because he's nobody's looking at him as a front uh, frankly i don't even think you could attach josh bell to him i don't think that no probably a team's not, not going to pay 16 million dollars i mean year. unless you were willing to take almost nothing in return right right it, it, one of those big market teams if they really wanted savali would aaron savali get 16 million in free agency no no no. So why would you take, I mean, you, I don't even think you could attach Josh Bell to him because you're basically paying right. Bell next year for Savali this right. year. It's maybe the straw contract, although I don't know. I, the Guardians seem to love him. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, you, know you know how the Guardians, Guardians used to say they used to have to tear it down and then build it back up for about three to five years. Yeah. Did they miss one of these windows? No, they don't ever tear down. They like, haven't. Well, they have, but not recently. Not, I mean, they don't go time. through a full-blown rebuild. Not a full, like a, re, a retool. A retool. A retool. Like, I mean, oh, they did that, and they got better quickly last year, and now it's gone backwards. So, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not out on them flipping this as quickly as it cratered this year. Yeah. It could turn just as quickly. I agree. They have some key, really good pieces, right? You have, you know, your starting rotation potential is still really high yes. over the next few years. Yes. You're, you still have, even though he's not having a great year, I still think Colossae, more often than not, is going to be one of the best closers in baseball. Yes. You still have a top 10 major league player in Ramirez. You know, a borderline all-star and a guy who should have been an all-star, frankly, in Naylor. Jimenez, again, not having a great year, but I still like him. There's other holes. That he, first of all, Oscar, can we, I, I've said it 100 times, so I'll say it one more. Oscar Gonzalez should be in the majors. I don't know what they're doing right now with that. I just, I think, even with that, they miss so wildly on hitters. Like, I don't know what their approach is. Like, Oscar Gonzalez doesn't play. Obviously, Bell has is, is been a disaster. Yeah. Zanino was a disaster. And the guys that they've let go to go other places, they're hitting the ball. I don't know yeah. if what they're looking at. Like, I, that, that, that alarms me because, yes, they have the pitching, and they've shown they could do that. Yeah. But. They have zeros or like yeah. it's not even twos and threes at the at the, the plate. The biggest mistake they've made in terms of hitters in recent years was Yandi. Yandi, yes. mm-hmm. I was just thinking. If that. you had yeah. Yandi, first of all, you wouldn't have gotten Josh Bell because you'd have Yandi playing first base. Right. And Wait, real quick, be, before you get into Yandi, yeah. explain to me and the people out there that aren't exactly what was Yandi's path to leaving Cleveland? They just release him? Did no, they, they traded him for Jake he was, Powers. He was part of the Jake Powers deal, right? Well, what was I can't remember the exact. It was like a, wasn't it a three-team deal that he was involved with? I think it became a three-team deal, but I, I'm almost positive Jake Bowers wound up here. Was Edwin was that was Edwin Encarnacion part of that in somehow shape or form? I don't remember, but I remember it was yeah. basically Yandy for Bowers. Now, when he was Yandy here, he was wasn't playing, hit, he was big and huge, but he wasn't hitting for power. He was he was hitting ground balls. Yeah, but how many how many at bats did he have in Cleveland? Mike, can you tell me that? I'm trying Yandy to remember. Yandy Diaz in Cleveland, one second. Yeah. He was the third baseman. He was blocked right. by Jose Ramirez. Right. And they tried him in a couple different spots. I don't think he was well thought of within the organization, and that's a miss. It was it's a miss. It's a big miss. Yeah. He had 165 total at-bats in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, that, it wasn't like they gave him enough 265, 265. Real quick, check and see. I'm, a, I'm almost positive it was Jake yeah, Bowers. Look, go to baseball. Here, go to baseball reference. Just, just Google uh, I'm on baseball reference right now, Bull. Look yeah, at I, the transactions on the bottom of the page. Look at the trade that got him to Tampa Bay. It was Bowers, you're right. Yeah. Bowers was on Tampa Bay. And I thought they got a And Carnacion was in that trade when they when they got rid of him, obviously. Yeah. He it, was traded. He was part of a three-team trade yeah. and uh, with Cole Solcer to the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays sent Cash to the Mariners. The Rays sent Jake Bowers to the Indians. Yep. So, yes. So, that was, so, it was just Cole Solcer? Jake Bowers and Yandy Diaz were the only players in that trade? Yeah. 
That wasn't Encarnacion. Maybe I'll not. read it one more time. December 13, 2018. Yeah. Yandy Diaz was traded as part of a three-team trade by the Cleveland Indians with Cole Sulcer to the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays sent Cash to the Mariners. The Rays also sent Jake Bowers to I the Indians. I think Encarnacion was part of that in some... That, that trade's a disaster. Yeah. I mean, it was Jake a Bowers miss. Nothing. And then the next the next part of that is the Mariners then sent Carlos Santana and Cash to the Indians. The Indians sent Encarnacion right. yep. to the Mariners. Yep. Right. That was, I mean, you tr- Jake Bowers, who you ended up cutting. Yep. Now, I give him his credit. He's played decently for the Yankees this year. But I, I think it's an anomaly. Yeah. I think it's one of those one-month Yankee anomalies. Right. But Yandy is an all-star player. Yep. I mean, Yandy is your sec- would be the second-best player in the Guardians. Mm. You know, he, I think he's a little better than Naylor. Lesson is don't trade with the Rays. Don't trade with the Rays. Yeah, it's often don't trade with the Guardians, but don't trade don't with trade the Rays even more. Because the Guardians gave, it, who is it, Junior Campanero, I think, who's one of the Rays' top prospects now, top 100 guy. Yeah. They got him from the Indians for nothing. It was a low minor league trade. Yep. He was a single-A guy. Now he's one of their best prospects. Well, they also made that trade where they traded, um, they got Austin Meadows, Although he's kind of flopped since then, but Tyler Glass now yeah. and a third player for from the Pirates. Shane Baz was the player to be named later for the Pirates for, for Chris Archer. For Chris Archer, who's done nothing since yep. they traded him. Yep. Anyway, uh, so I, I agree with Jason. I think in the end they will. They might as well. I think they're going to be buyers and sellers. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people would like them to go all in and buy because. You have nothing to sell. It's a bad division. Why not? But I just, they're just not going to. But this glut of minor leaguers who can't play, who, who have, I don't mean can't play like they can't play. They don't have a spot to play. Yeah. Is a problem. And it's, it has to be dealt with in the next, in this offseason. It's bizarre that they have not been able to, to swing a trade of, no. any, of any substance. They not, no. I, is it the players, teams around the league don't value the Guardians hitting prospects the yeah. way that they do or that we think that they should? Because. It just doesn't make any sense that they have they haven't been able to do anything for two years. Hoarders, they're hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> just hoarding. Like, mom, why do you have all those magazines and nine cats? <laughs> you can't do both. <laughs> like, come on, bro. I want to look at see what because I, I haven't looked at their total stats for the season in a little bit. Who you need, Bull? For Nolan Jones and Will Benson. Can you look up Will Benson? Nolan uh, Jones is hit. I looked the other day. He's sitting around 280, 285, I think. Seven home runs. I think that might be a little high. He's playing well. He's playing yeah. well in Colorado. Benson's been fine. It's still a little early to declare. It's early to say those were mistakes. Right. Like Jesus Aguilar had one good year in Milwaukee. He had one great year. Yeah, and then he was nothing. So I don't want to overreact, but yeah. we have enough of a sample size on Yandy to say oh, that. Oh, yeah. That was a Nolan mess. Jones. Again, I got Benson when you're ready to. I got Nolan Jones. He's played 40 games for Colorado this year. It's 149 plate appearances. He's hit 288 with an 877 OPS. That's really good. Very good. Now, again, you're right. It's too small sample size to say terrible move. And it's Colorado. But, in fairness, Will Benson and Nolan Jones were both top prospects. Yes, they were. Uh, Here's Will Benson. Nolan Jones, seven home runs, 17 ribbies, five stolen bases, uh, eight doubles in just 149 plate appearances. That, and that's Will Benson good. in 48 games, yeah. 145 plate appearances. So about the has same. four doubles, four triples, four home runs, 10 RBIs, eight stolen bases. He's hitting 282 with an 862 OPS. Another really good. And OPS. remember, he was up with the team in the beginning of the season, was awful the first couple of weeks, and they sent him down. So he's probably got a 900 OPS since coming back to the majors. Now, again, we're talking 150 plate appearances. Right. You mentioned uh, uh, Jesus Aguilar, who they cut 
had that one great year, nothing. Oscar Mercado, year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fantastic. His yep. first year. Nothing. Nothing. So maybe that'll happen with Nolan Jones, and maybe that'll happen with Will Benson. However, unlike Aguilar and unlike Mercado, Jones and Benson were top prospects. Yep. Benson was a first-round pick, I think. Benson when? was a first-round pick. Nolan Jones, for like two years, was the Guardians' number one ranked prospect. Yeah. I, you know, for free? and those guys never got a chance. Yandi barely got a chance here. Those guys got no chance here. Now, let's – I know you're going to revolt. They traded yeah. Nolan Jones for shortstop prospect. Yeah, I don't but, care. But they – But he could end up being a good player. He could end up being like, – But that was – what's weird about that is they didn't even save a 40-man roster spot with I that know. trade. Which tells you they really, really liked that guy. Yeah. But I think that they just felt like Nolan was just – there was no great spot to play him. I don't think – maybe they didn't see him as an outfielder. And first base was blocked by Josh Naylor, another left-handed hitting – Power guy that a lot of well, similar makeup. I mean, again, third base is a natural spot that was blocked by Jose. Again, you could have not signed Josh Bell and gone right. with Nolan Jones. But another, I think they were looking for some sort of righty type of bat, and Nolan. They've made some mistakes here. Oh, they have. I they mean, have. this has been this last year or so has been. I think it not all not a goes, great stretch for the front office or the manager. And frankly. I think it all traces back to the inability to swing a big trade. Yes. All the names that they've pursued, they haven't been able to get it done right. for whatever reason, whether the asking price was too steep for whatever. Sean Murphy, uh, Matt Olson. There was another one that they pursued. The guy, uh, Reds to the Mariners. Luis Castillo. A no, hitter? No, it was a hitter. It was a Suarez trade. Suarez uh, and something else. They want, They were in on the something else. Was it Adam Frazier? Oh, Maybe. I want to say maybe it was. I, he's not I, on I the Mariners that now, wrong. but he no, was no, last no. year. But the but they they didn't want the Suarez money. Like right. they were making him take Suarez in the right. deal. Whoever they and they they didn't they couldn't take the Suarez part of it. Yeah, I mean. So there's always been a stumbling block. But I think that has been what has impeded what has sort of trickled down to all this yeah. is the forty man roster and the inability to swing a big trade. Right. And now guys have lost value. I mean, yeah. you look at all all their top prospects. Who has more value now than they had before this season? Well, you, George you, Valera doesn't. He's having a bad season in AAA. Bo Naylor doesn't. Who's, who's, who's the kid that, that just had Tommy John? Espino. Espino, Espino. he doesn't. Now, there are three, they're, you know, Williams and Bybee have more value, but you don't, you're yes. not going to trade those you're guys. You're not going to trade those guys. The Logan, guys Logan wanted, Allen, for sure. None of those infielders. I think Freeman has improved his stock well, because he's produced in the Jason, short amount I'd like of time to see Freeman get a chance to play every well day. I'm with you let's I'm with go you. but yeah. in terms of guys like there's I've said at the start of the year I thought Gabriel Arias was the long-term answer at shortstop he's been terrible terrible he should be in the minors right now so Playing. I so I don't know how you can still say that right so maybe it's Freeman at second and Jimenez moves to short but Freeman Jimenez has been so great defensively at second you really want to but, mess with we've that. Been, but they still got Rocchio they still, I know. I, I, mean, I don't think Rokio is the long-term answer. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if any of these get guys, him up out of here. Then I mean, we we, we let's get ready to make a deal. See what they do here at the deadline. All right, Mike, what what do we got next? Well, we have to have a conversation as a show, and I'm gonna do two things before we have this particular mm-hmm. conversation. First, we got some big numbers today. Monty Bates and the Cavs from the summer league. We knew it was gonna be a big show, and the yeah. fans out there delivered. So if you're out in the chat, we appreciate you. Hit that like button. Do us a favor. If you're not already a subscriber, click that subscribe button. Once again, oh, it is totally oh, free. It costs you absolutely it. nothing, but it helps us a lot in the long run. So if you are not a subscriber of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, what are you waiting for? 
Hit that subscribe button. Jill, you want to tell the people oh! to subscribe, by the way? Yes, I should. I should have crumpled it up. Nothing but net. Uh, bull, Nothing just in the jumper. I didn't hear that. <laughs> Sorry. You want to tell the people real quick why they should be a subscriber of the Ultimate oh, Cleveland yeah. Sports Show? Man, listen, it's the best It's the best show in the game, bro. Like, you're not getting no, no pure, unadulterated opinions. People going back and forth, man. We get real. We get you stuff in real time. We got the most guests. We get. We didn't have Stephen A. Smith. We didn't have all kind of cats like Gilbert Arenas. We didn't have all the Ohio State Buckeyes. And guess what? You can actually see us every single day. You can look at our faces. If you're just listening to the radio, you got to imagine what they're doing back there. And most of the times, it ain't doing nothing. What are you going to do? Go ahead, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that notification bell so you get all of the updates. And if you want to be part of the elite coaches tier, coaches tier, $4.99, but it's okay. If you can't do $4.99, $1.99, we'll get you with the starters tier. And as always, it's your boy G. Bush, a.k.a. the People's Champ, and that's how you do a take. All I appreciate that, G. Uh, for the people out here, yeah. I came up with the segment we're going to do tomorrow. That is either going to be maybe one of the best things we've ever done or the worst. There's I'm literally no in watch. between here. I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow, but I'm tuning in to watch. Is it, is it what we were talking about before? It's going to be, gee, you'll find out. I'm not even telling you what it is. It's going to air right around I noon. I know what it is. You think you know what it is. Oh. It airs right around noon, and mm. we need internet comments live as we do this from you guys. We're going to read a bunch of these live after each question. So tomorrow around noon. If you want to participate, you better be in the chat. And I'm calling on you guys to bring your A game tomorrow because I hope this segment hits. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you guys in the chat are going to like it a lot more than Bull's going to like it. I guarantee Bull's going to hate it. I guarantee G's going to like it. Tyvis is the wild card, and I need the chat to be on their A game tomorrow to help us bring this home. So I'm calling out the chat. I need you guys tomorrow. The segment's going to air right around noon. I need you guys at your right. top-tier form. So... By the way, I just got an alert, speaking of this next topic, that uh, Madden 24's top edge rusher grades just came out. I know, and that brings us right to what we need to talk about as a show. We are going to discuss this, and we're going to make a ruling today as an ultimate Cleveland sports show. It is Madden ranking season. They have come out. Quarterbacks are out. Running backs are out. Edge rushers came out today. All that good stuff. Last year, we discussed in depth all of them. This year... Do we want to give any grievance, any attention to the Madden rankings? Should we discuss? Should we pass? What do you guys think? I, I am open for discussion. Let's put it in the chat. Does the chat want to hear about Madden rankings? We're going to make a decision here yeah. as the, the five of us plus the chat. What's the Stephen A. Smith GIF or GIF or whatever? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think it could I be don't fun. Care. I'm in favor of uh, talking about Madden. Yes. Rankings. It's not like we do it all the time. Ma it's like Mad a once or twice. Madden. So here's the thing. What I we, think they're off a lot of those. What, 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 there it is. We yeah. can talk about is there a reality between that number and based upon what the what our, our sense of how good those people are, right? So Joe Burrow, is his throwing power a 96 or is it more like a 93? Is it right or wrong? We don't know. We'll see. Um, like, you know, Miles Garrett is your pass rush. His pass rush grade should be high, but what is it? What is his block shed? What do you think his overall grade was? It just came out. 99. He got a 98. He got, he Miles went down. got a 98. The only 99 of defensive linemen was Aaron, Aaron. Donald. He's yep. still a 99. And then Nick Bosa was 98. And he, now Nick Bosa's listed ahead of Miles Garrett, even though they both had 98. Is there a reason I, for that? I or? saw the one that came out had Miles Garrett at one. But if they're both 98s, there's 98. no. 98.3 and 98.2. There's, there's no points. There's it's no 98. Point. 
98. So in terms who's, of who's faster, I think Miles Garrett is faster. His speed is what an 80. What is it, 80? They just give. They're just giving the they overall give rankings right now. So here's the uh, the top. No, obviously no Browns on the top ten uh, defensive lot, uh, defensive tackles or whatever. Yeah. Well, we do have to discuss real quick if yeah. we're going to do Madden rankings. How about DeAndre Hopkins being the sixth highest rated receiver in the league? That's with a 93. What? No, 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 no. That's, that's not it. That ain't it. That, that's, that's crazy. What are the, who's the top ten wide receivers? I'll pull up the full list. Hold on right, right, real quick. Yeah. Where is Schefter tweets so much it's trying to find. Okay, you ready for the list? Yeah. These are the top ten receivers in Madden 24. Yeah. And this is why I wanted to discuss if we want to do this or not because okay. some of them are so stupid. But yeah. Justin Jefferson, 99. Only receiver who's a 99. That's fair. Tyree Kill, 98. Devontae Adams, 97. Oh, that's wrong. Stephon Diggs and Cooper Cup, 96. What? Jamar Chase, 94. What? DeAndre Hopkins, 93. <laughs> Terry McLaurin, 92. A.J. Brown, 91. And to round out the top 10, Amari Cooper, 91. That's crazy. Amari Cooper is the 10th rated receiver. Over Mark, guys Mark like C.D. No. Lamb, Mike Evans, yeah. No, 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 no disrespect. Amari Cooper should be like an 88, 85. How is Jamar Chase? Earl's pissed off. Earl's legit pissed off about this. Does anybody on this panel even play Madden? Yes. Okay, no. so you tripping, G. Why? If you played Madden last year, you know like Amari's like a sneaky. He's a, he was like a 91 last year, but he played like a 94, 95 on but, Madden. But but when you when you you got to look at it when in terms of the other dudes. First of all, Jamar Chase is way too low. That's crazy. Yeah. That's Wait, Chase. real quick, before G, do you want yeah. the rest of the rankings? I got 11 through the rest, real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I'll just give you number and name. C.D. Lamb's a 90 at 11. C.D. Lamb's Mike. way better than Amari Cooper. Yep. Mike Evans 90. Debo Samuel, 89. Keenan Allen, 89. Tyler Lockett, 89. Where's Garrett Wilson? He's number 30. Where's T. Higgins? 84. T. Higgins is 21st, 87. T. Higgins should be one of those wide receivers ranked in the 90s. I believe T. Higgins is one of the top wide receivers in the league. Odell Beckham's an 85. Garrett Wilson's an 84. (laughs) All right. No credibility. So are we we done with Madden rankings? I'm done with Madden ratings. Are we done? Okay. I'm done. I didn't see where Higgins was at. Higgins What's, is 21st with an 87. No. No, y'all tripping. Yeah. They tripping. Odell's an 85 and Garrett Wilson's an 84. That's crazy. Wow. How do they come up Garrett, with these Garrett numbers? Wilson could have been an 84 last year. Coming out, like, with the with the ratings. 84. One Garrett Wilson thing, was though. a star playing with a crap quarterback. Hold on. Earl's got one more thing. One more thing, though. The, the interesting thing about video games today and, like, with Madden rank, rankings, as the season progresses in real life, the the ratings alter based on your real life performance. So I think Madden uh, drops like a new updated rankings of ratings at the end of each week of the season. My son so, plays a little bit. I play with him once in a while, but I mean, what are I don't you, pay attention to the ratings. I mean, what are you doing, bro? Like, there's I, just no world. Garrett Wilson, Odell the Beckham hasn't even played. What? I don't know how understanding. Ah, he has an 85. Okay, so what's more egregious, Garrett Wilson being an 84 or DeAndre Hopkins being number seven at a 93? Oh, definitely. DeAndre Hopkins. I think the Garrett Wilson thing. DeAndre worse. Hopkins is like an 86, bro. Garrett, DeAndre Hopkins was still really good last but, year. But, but that shouldn't be that high, I agree. But he's but, not. If, if you say 86 versus 90, like there's like that's not a big time gap. But like you tell, he's a 10. No, he's not. He's no. 
he's not a 90. Like, some of it is based on what you've done. Yeah. And then based on, okay, well, okay, let's leave. And, and they do this a little bit, too. Yeah, like I mean, your it's, team different, is, it's different. Where I'm kind of looking at it is, like, who are the top 10 receivers I'd want right now? Well, right. we talked about running backs. Yeah. You get paid for what you're projected to do, not what you've right. done. Madden rankings are not what you're projected to do. It's what have you done for me. It's right, but opposite. what has Odell Beckham done? I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm looking at Garrett yeah. Wilson as, like, the guy who we all think is he was I know, awesome but he was great as a rookie. 84? Yeah. Well, 84 is way too low. What did Chris Olave get? An 84, 85. He's 29th. Wow. One above him. How is Chris How is Chris Olave better than Garrett Wilson? So you're telling me Odell and Chris Olave are the same player. That's what you're telling me. And Michael Pittman, Christian Kirk, and Calvin Ridley. Those are the five 85s. Christian, I mean, Calvin Ridley, again, didn't play. Calvin Ridley hasn't played in two years. Calvin Ridley is an 85. He hasn't played. I, I, he's, a, he's a great talent, but we don't know if he can play anymore. 85 kind of low. 85 is kind of low. I don't know. I think that's fair, though, because he hasn't I mean, played in two years. But but they got him the same as Odell Beckham. That's not right. Odell with no should, injuries. Odell should be 78. Odell should <laughs> be in the top 30. I, I, what, what is his speed? It's just overall oh, okay. right well, now. Uh, uh, by the way, the reason why you said they they prioritize the speed in the game, so somebody could be tied, right? If you eighty three, and then I'm an eighty three. So then is Anthony Schwartz a ninety one? If you prioritize speed, yeah, right. Anthony the, Schwartz is ahead of Garrett Wilson, and his, but his awareness is a. Oh four. wait, 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 wait! Interesting enough, they what? did release the fastest wide receivers. Yeah. Thank you. Anthony Schwartz wasn't in the top one, two, three. Oh, I, I lied. I lied. He's number six. I take that back. I didn't see his name. Fastest receiver, Tyreek Hill. Then Jamison Williams, Jalen Waddle. Can we get some speed? Marquise Brown, 97. Can we get some speed? Yeah, Hill's 99. Jamison Williams, Jalen Waddle, both 98. Marquise Brown and Quez Watkins, both 97. Anthony Schwartz, Christian Watson, McCall Hardman, Tyquan Thornton, 96. So the Browns on Madden, 296 and up receivers. And one of them's getting cut. Hey, I'm Who was the other 96? Marquise Goodwin. Marquise oh. Goodwin. Hey, listen. Maybe both are getting cut. The, good, both getting the cut. The Dolphins yeah. is going to be cheat worthy. Do you know what you can run all streaks and phase? Well, they had them both last year. Eight, and they damn near broke the rankers. They damn near broke the NFL. Like, I, like, I think I'm done with Madden rankings after that embarrassing list. That was that, that's why I wanted to have a discussion on the air. Yeah. So people didn't think either we are ignoring them and or hyping them up too much. So, now I'm I'm interested in seeing this. Now I'm interested in seeing what Deshaun Watson's rating rating is going to be, because right oh, now I, th I think they did quarterbacks. Hold on. Right now I would say they got him. They got him at an 82 or 83. Mm. Hold on, I'm trying to find. That. I think yeah. the quarterback rankings are out. See, he was in the 70s last year when they dropped 70s. He probably had, listen, they probably had all kind of asterisks. Hey, they said he couldn't even play with him last year. He had him, <laughs> had him on a retired list. <laughs> I'm like, dang, Roger Goodell got the exempted list on Madden too? Yeah, don't even, yeah, you ain't know you play with him until week 11. first 11 games. <laughs> you can't even get your money off. Yeah, no, I think that's the, the most interesting one because Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'm wondering what they got Aaron Rodgers. He can't be no, no, I wonder who's making these grades. Like, is it one? No, they're guy? they're the whole team, and they get paid really good. Man, those guys are embarrassing themselves. By they, the way, those wide receiver rankings were embarrassing. They should all be fired. By the way, nah, no, nah, they listen. I sound like Adam the Bull, but Madden, yeah. 
Listen. Oh, I, I got the quarterback, top 10. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Mahomes is a 98. 98? Turn the TV off. Turn the TV off. Unplug your stuff. They should make 100 just for him. Listen, they they used to have 100 for Devin Hester. He was the only person that had 100 speed. But, by the way, that is a travesty. Why would you? What are you talking about? Oh, no. You know what? You know what? That was a projection. The uh, quarterback ranks came out Friday. Uh, Oh, okay. Okay, McNuggets. You, you, you almost but today, today was edge rushers. Miles Garrett yeah. tied for first. Receivers is out. We already talked about that. Oh, they have every receiver's rankings. Literally every single one. Uh, all right. I think we've done enough time. Yeah, right. So, no more Madden rankings? Uh, or do you want just two quarterbacks? I'm curious. I'll be curious, the quarterbacks, so we can get angry about the stupid rankings they have. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, that's ridiculous if it's only a 98. I think they'll have him a 99. Joe Burrow will probably be a 96. And what's Allen, 97? No. I got oh, Josh got Allen. 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 Yeah, I got Josh Allen. Josh Allen's on 94. the cover. So he might get the little extra boost. He's not 94. No, he's not that low. He'll be higher than that. I, Burrow could be higher. I mean, Mahomes has to be 99. I'd say Burrow, 98, yeah. 97. Has there Allen, ever been a better – at this point in their career, Mahomes is what? He's played played. I mean, he didn't play his rookie year, but he's, he's played what five seasons? Not how many years he's been in the league. How many years has he actually played? Five. I think he played. Well, one of them he sat the whole right. double year. He's played five full seasons. Okay. Yeah. Has there ever been a better quarterback after five seasons? No, no right? No. No, he's got two two MVPs. No. Yeah, no, not even close. What are his What are his? Give me his like his touchdowns, the interceptions, and. For his career, he's yeah. thrown 192 touchdowns and 49 interceptions. Wow. So, uh, I mean, that's crazy. Almost a 200. He's how old? 27? Patrick Mahomes is 27. He turns 28 during the season. Okay. And what's the all-time touchdown record? By either, is it Brady or Breeze that has it? Breeze has it. I believe. No, Br- Brady has it. Okay. Uh, 469. So, 469. So, so he's going to be... He might be halfway there by the end of this year. I mean, if he plays 15 years, he could have one. No, six, 649. Sorry, 649. Oh, six. I, I said it backwards, Damn, 649. Tom. By the way, this is going. This is the Jordan. I've been off with this. This is the football. I got like equivalent. 17 tabs open. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. It's the football flying. equivalent of Jordan versus LeBron. There are some people who's going to keep giving it to Tom Brady because he might Patrick Mahomes may not get to the Super Bowl, right? Yet. And we got to see how you know can he stay great yeah, forever? Yeah. But he's. But there's nobody that's ever been this good at five years hey, in. Last no thing on Mahomes, and I want to get yeah. to this last topic because we got. Yeah. Here's his year by year touchdown to interception. Yeah. So his first year as a full time starter, he'd only started one game prior. Right. Fifty. Fifty touchdowns, twelve interceptions. <laughs> next season, down year for him, twenty six touchdowns, five interceptions. The next year, thirty eight touchdowns, six interceptions. Jeez. The next year, got a little reckless with the football, thirty seven touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, and this past year. 5,200 yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Man, he is just stupid. ridiculous. All right, last topic. Jason, yeah. I, I need you here for this topic. We see athletes go from playing to the media all the time. And we've all made the joke that we think Baker will be great on the Big 12 network in two years. That's right. Big new Which, kickoff. He big new kickoff. Not, not Big 12. Yeah. He's good enough for prime time. <laughs> which current members or which current athletes in Cleveland – 
do you think will translate to being good media members when their career is over? I mean, you want me to go first or last? I can give you some off each team. Go ahead. I mean, on the Browns, Joel Batonio is just knows the game inside and out. He's so smart. He's he can he he he's one of those perfect offensive linemen that can break down the game. Joel Batonio would be great. Wyatt Teller would be great. Both offensive guard, uh, right guard, left guard. Both of those guys, I think, would be tremendous on on TV. Cavs, Donovan Mitchell will be awesome. He'll be on a studio panel show when he's done playing. He'll be on ESPN, uh, NBA Finals sets. They fired everybody by then. <laughs> right. Uh, NBA Draft. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be that guy. Donovan is terrific at breaking down the game. Uh, Guardians, Josh Naylor will be wildly entertaining. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, I thought I had another one on the Guardians. I was trying to do this quickly yesterday. That's, that's who I would start with. I would start with those guys. I think all of them know their sport inside and out. And, and, and really, Tyvis does a great job of this. We've told Tyvis a hundred times, you're going to be yeah. a star in this business. Yeah. Because Tyvis not only understands it, but he can explain it to people that don't understand it. He can explain it to people that are seeing it for the first time. And Tyvis is really good at showing you where guys should have been why this broke down and right. not all guys can do that just because you know it and understand it doesn't mean you can communicate it well to everybody else right. to the to the layman right. to get them to see it and also you don't want the layman to be made to feel stupid right right and tyvis is yeah. really good right tyvis is so good at, at being is. able to and he can do it for college and nfl tyvis is gonna be a star we've told that a hundred times but i think betonio and wyatt are the same way in terms of nfl uh Josh Naylor is just entertaining. He's just an entertaining guy. He's got a big personality. And Donovan Mitchell. And and maybe Jared Allen, but I don't think – I think Jared needs to, to have a little bit more bigger personality. But Donovan Mitchell for sure is going to – as he gets – right now he's, he's not worried about that. He's in the prime of his career. He's trying to win championships. Mm-hmm. But is he, he's a guy that maybe six, seven years from now, as he starts to maybe wind down and get toward the end of his career – He'll go the Draymond Green approach and start doing a little bit more podcasts and a little bit more media. I think Donovan will be great, great in media. I, I like Marquise Goodwin. I, like I heard a story he was saying, like he's a he's a very good speaker. He tells stories. Um, when he talked about his sister, who uh, I, I forget she has a debilitating disease, um, you know, really can't walk. I liked his story. I think he's really personable. I like uh, Robin Lopez. I think Robin yeah, Lopez. Yeah, he's entertaining. Yeah, yeah Robin Lopez. Is he Lopez, gone though? Is he technically not a member of the Cavs anymore? Probably Satan, but I do. He's quirky. He's tall. He's funny. He has crazy hair, but he tells some quirky little stories. I think he's he's really dope. Um, and Tristan McKenzie, they love him. They love him. You know, he's a dude. Like in the locker room, people was like in the clubhouse. People was like, yo. Tristan is a guy, everybody, he comes around, people light up, they like him, he, he's, a, he's a dude, a spark plug. So, I, I got them three. I mean, Jason knows the guys better because he's in the locker room, so I think yeah. those are all good choices. One thing that ca- came to mind for me uh, is Josh Dobbs. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm. Like, a lot of times backup quarterbacks become 
good. It's almost like a catcher in baseball. Right. Like he, he's a super smart dude. Yep. I don't know how big his personality is because I, I feel like I haven't heard him talk enough. But I know, like, he's super smart. Aditi loves him. She's, like, always raving about how awesome he is. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, I could see him. He doesn't have a big name, so maybe he wouldn't be, like, a star on TV. But I could see him. You know, Dan Orlovsky wasn't a big name, and he's become a big shot now, yep. right? You see yep. that a lot of times. Yep. I could see Josh Dobbs doing some. You know, the best is a guy who retired in Joe Thomas, who's yes. obviously magnificent. Yes. You know, I mean, so entertaining. And that's why I think Batonio and Wyatt Teller are both kind of in that ilk. Right, right, of, right, right. Of big personalities understand the game, can explain things really well. Yep. Who would be the worst people? Who would be the worst? Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Evan Mobley. I'm Wouldn't Mark. that be shocking if, like, <laughs> Nick Chubb, like, all of a sudden retired and became a personality? That's crazy. Wait, too. question. Question for you guys. Yeah. Who would have to be the moderator to get the most out of a broadcast of any sport, regardless of what it is, with the two color guys of Evan Mobley and Nick Chubb? Who would have to be the moderator to bring out their personalities? Shannon Sharp. <laughs> but he's not a moderator. I don't think. But he, uh, but he's a, he's like he he's going to ask some questions that you'd be like, what the? Hell I feel like it's G. Bush. About? I think G. Bush could get something out of him more than Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp was pretty good I'm too. I'm voting for you. Are we I'm talking? Sharp. Yeah, are I'll we talking it. game play by play? Or are we talking studio show? Studio show. Ernie Johnson. Ernie's pretty good. Yeah, Ernie's, er, Ernie's Ernie, great. Ernie, Ernie is like, yeah. Ernie is, Ernie is, he's fire. Yeah, he's real fire. Are there any other big personalities on the Cavs? It doesn't seem like Not it. Not really. Um, Darius doesn't have much of a personality. Darius is quiet. Yeah. Donovan's really good. I already mentioned him. Evan Harris Levert is quiet. quiet. Levert, yeah. Um, Imani Bates. Oh, God. Yeah, potential to the, hey. His potential as a broadcaster is hey. through the damn roof. Yeah. Hey, bro, he's like he's on the Romo Tom Brady joint. Like he probably yeah. like he probably can be out there just breaking it down like nobody can. That, you, you could have the sticks podcast with him and Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was so fun about that championship team that Cavs. There was a yeah. ton of big personnel. Oh yeah. It was that locker room was full I, of guys. Jr. would be great, right? Jr. Shannon Fry's awesome. Oh, oh, Richard Jefferson, on. RJ, LeBron. so so Shumpert does. Mon Shumpert is huge in like urban, which is podcasting. He hated the media. He's huge, and now he's in the media. He's now he's like a, like he's like all the way in. Jr. Smith was crazy. Yep. Uh, Jefferson, Channing Fry, they are, they literally got they literally have podcasts after yep. that. Um, we are, I, you know. The, what is, is is does Kyrie count? Does Kyrie count as what? As like, like if if you said, let me watch a documentary. He'd be polarizing, if, no doubt. I but would he, watch a Kyrie documentary, in his in his own words and what he wants to put out there. I would watch it, and I think it'd be crazy. I don't think he'll ever do media. I don't think he'll ever be a media personality when he's done playing. I think he's gonna go live off the land, and I don't mean that in a derogatory. No, no, I know no. people. No. I don't mean that, but that's yeah, yeah, that's what he's gonna go, and you'll never hear from him again when he retires. That'll be yeah, it. Yeah, he'll he'll be like really zenful and be off and like he'll be in another yeah. yeah wow. Well, yeah. Uh, well, you know, they have, well, I'm trying to think. Kyle Corver, he was kind of quiet, um, but, but everybody else had huge personalities. Mo Williams was in that team, had a big personality. Yeah. Jose would be good, and I I bet he speaks English. He speaks Fine. more English than you think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, it, I bet on like a Spanish uh, show, he'd be excellent because he, 
He appears everybody thinks he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. He I is. I'd do Bo Daler and his brother. The Nailers. Yeah, the Nailers. That I would could do be that. like a reality the show. The Nailer that cast. Would be, that'd be nice. I'd watch that. Yeah. Kind of salty real quick. Uh, yeah. Just found out the Browns sent a white helmet to a radio station in town. We didn't get our white helmet from the Browns. No, we're not the home of – we don't do their I don't games. Care. We don't kiss their ass, so. I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll look great in our set. You have a way of just <laughs> – you have a way of just like <laughs> just – like, it'd be so cut. We don't kiss their asses. Like, you're just like, does that come natural? Like, get off my lawn. That's the, yeah. It's quick, too. It'd be like, ah, I caught you. You thought I was going to give you some hype? No. Yeah. Get off my lawn. I hate you. But I don't really. All right, we got time for final takes for the first time in a long time. Fellas. Go ahead, Jason. Wait for the stinger. You have some? And then it's yours. Yeah, I got one. Okay. Hi, my name is Marv Levy, and I'm head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Because <laughs> we are now 0-3 in championship games in Avon Lake Little League. We lost again Friday night. Is there a Could, Scott Norwood moment? No, it didn't even come to that. We just couldn't throw a strike. So, uh, and we had a terrific run, though, three years of coaching minors and majors. And Sunday night, we had our party. And I invited – we had our, like, little team picnic party reception, handout awards yeah. and all that. And then I sent out emails to all the former players who ever played for me. And we had probably 25, 20, 25 kids who showed up and more that said they wanted to be there, but they were out of town on vacation. And we played a big little league game and Mike Menino came and umpired it. Uh, Mike got to meet Mike Menino and he came out and shot our he was game. Awesome. He's a legend in Avon Lake. The field is named after him. He's been doing this 45 years and the kids had a fantastic time. And it was a nice way to bring closure to this, this little era that we had. And now I got to figure out which direction we're going to go. If we're going to stay with city, if we're going to go maybe do travel with uh, my son, AJ. So this was definitely an end of an era. And I spent all weekend literally crying every 20 minutes that it was over. I had so much fun coaching these kids. It's a, it was a great run, great team, uh, great three years. Never had one bad kid in three years of doing this. We didn't have one bad kid. It was all phenomenal, great families, great parents, great kids. And it was sad to see it end. Wish we could have got one, went to three straight championship games and lost them all. <laughs> Is it the same team? That's frustrating. Uh, same core of six for all three teams. And the team that beat us, they took our two best pitchers, two, two of our best pitchers, and put them on another team. And that's the team that beat us. So they beat us with my own kids. That's that was really frustrating. Y'all, they don't, y'all don't just get to retain them kids? What happened Well, usually they do. The city changed things up this year and how they went about assembling the teams. And if, if they had given us those two kids, we wouldn't have lost a game all year. So we lost to – I lost to my own kids in the championship game. 0-3. Oh, uh, protest that. that is, uh, we we got to at least keep one of them going. Walk 13. I say that? Ooh. We, we walked 13. Yeah. Couldn't throw a strike. Oh, my God. Bad pitch calling by you. I know, right? Blame the, blame the coach, man. He needs fired. You got something? Um, let me think. Uh, do I got something? Tick, 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 tick. Well, I got a piece, so hurry up. Oh, yeah, listen. Uh, shout out. Hey, hey, listen, football season is coming back up. Um, you know, high school football, regular, all types of football is coming up. And every year I get this, like, sixth feeling in my stomach. Like, do I got to go to conditioning? Do I got to go tackle somebody? And then I'm like, I wake up and be like, no. But, um, I think there's there's nothing better than than getting out there and working and doing it. I, there's probably some kids on the fence. Like there's always a couple of kids that are like, do I want to play? Do I want to play? Do I not want to play? Uh, I suggest all kids get out. 
uh, if you are, are thinking about going to play football, if you're on the, on the fence about playing football, trust me, trust me, trust me. It's never too late, especially some kids can be basketball players or baseball players and they just, you know, want to get out and do something to say your year. Trust me. It's a good uh, opportunity to build what you got. So if you're on the fence about playing football, you never know. Go out there. Take a look at it. All right. I don't have enough time for my final take, so I'll save it for another time. Mike, what do we got going on in overtime? We're going to talk about something that I found online and was personally offended by. And it's food-related. Mm-hmm. And it's either going to disgust you guys or you're going to be all in. So oh, yeah, stay that's tuned. disgusting. All right, that's all coming up. And to wrap it up by saying happy birthday to my beautiful wife. Ah. Who turns 44 today, I guess. I'm going to say her age. This, this whole thing about can't say a woman's age is stupid. And so I'm rebelling against that. So happy birthday. We're, we're not, I don't know, we're not really doing anything today. Uh, we're going out for dinner tomorrow. And then Thursday. But anyway, I got her an appropriate card where I make fun of myself. <laughs> and now I'm just stalling, so Jason has to wait to pee. You're killing All right, me. All right, we'll see you in overtime. Peace. <laughs>